This is Random Discourse, the podcast. Welcome, everybody. Um, back to another rendition of the Random Discourse podcast. You know what? I was I was telling you before we actually got started, Anton, I was working on create, coming up with a new logo. And I think the tagline, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to keep it Random Discourse, but I think we should call it random discourse a sports podcast so yeah. people know exactly what it is yeah and then uh that's a phenomenal idea because just random <laughs> it means random you know yeah. what I mean? like people don't know what to expect because yeah yeah so that that's one thing that's that's been done that's a change that's going to go into effect immediately okay um yeah so everybody that's listening and if this is your first time tuning in you can now call this the random uh, random discourse of sports podcast uh thank you for tuning in if you're watching live i appreciate it if you are just tuning in uh via soundcloud or itunes because you weren't able to join us live i appreciate it uh i guess this is our basketball conversation. What is this basketball conversation number two, isn't it, Anton? Because we had one. Yeah, we had one. This is number two. Uh, season is off to a beautiful, beautiful start, my brother. It is, and it's a lot. But the teams are a lot more competitive this year than they were, um, I'd say, last season. Yeah, like there's not as many just completely uncompetitive teams. I mean, there's, unless you, uh, there's two. If, there's if really you can't, two. Not even two. It's really just one. There's one team that's not trying to win whatsoever. There's another team, and uh, and we all know that team is the Philadelphia 76ers, but there's another team as far as with the New Orleans Pelicans that are just injured and they haven't been healthy all season, and they're playing bad defense, so that's why they're foreign, whatever they are. No, they last are I playing checked. horrible defense, and then – Anthony Davis with his lingering injury issues that he seems to have, that has become a concern now. You know, we're at a point where, dude, you and Kyrie, y'all always hurt. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Think about what Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady always had those lingering injury thing, um, lingering injury effects are just lingering injuries, period, once he left Toronto because he was lifting the whole team on his back. And Kyrie doesn't have to do that now, per se, but it's just his injuries were more so um, a product of what he had to do prior in the first couple of seasons. Maybe. I think Anthony Davis is more of he has a whole organization on his back and that'll tear you down. Kyrie okay. you, Kyrie can be a little injury prone. He's yes. injury prone. No, like he's hurt every bone on his body. Like I saw an <laughs> infographic. The dude was like, Covered, like it was just like lines coming out, they explained everywhere on this body. So, Kyrie's a different animal. I get the analogy that you have with Tracy McGrady, and I think that's a good one. But the team that you know, the third team there that's not doing anything and being competitive is the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh like, man, <laughs> at least Kobe. Can- I'm gonna say Scott is the worst coach in the history. Like, him is it's like it's a weird time that like teams are being competitive. But we got some of the worst head coaches. Like Byron Scott and Sam Mitchell both have a head coaching job right now. I'm going to tell you, Sam Mitchell wasn't that bad in Toronto. He actually, like, hear me out. 
if you look at his coaching, if you look at it at the the his coaching arc or his curve, so to speak, he was on an upward trend when he got fired from that previous season and previous seasons above that. That team did improve under Sam Mitchell. Yeah, man, because you know you can go from zero to something, and that's an improvement. So I get that. No, I feel. But, you. I mean, I feel, no, think no, about no, it. Don't worry. The year before worry. he got yeah, fired, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. they were and they had made the playoffs, and then he got fired because the team didn't start off as quickly as as management would have liked, and so they got rid of him. It was probably more so a, a issue that he wasn't getting along with the front office than him not, um, you know, just being a bad okay, coach. I got you. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, man, but if you want to talk about losing, what's going on with your boy Jaleel Okafor? Uh, Jaleel Okafor, you know, we were uh, kind of getting to the premise of what I feel about Jaleel. I think Jaleel is a guy who we knew coming into the draft, his red flag was his love of the game, but not uh, any character like red flag. You know what I mean? It was more like, does he have the motor? And what we're seeing now is that so I think his big red flag is that he's just not used to losing. You know, this is a guy who has, I believe, three state high school championships, has one rookie year, I mean, one freshman year, one championship at the NCAA level, and now they can't win a ball game. Their closest game was to Houston, you know, all season. They're getting blown out right now by the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean – just as far as that 76ers organization, period, man. That 76 or any any player that comes into that type of situation. Um, it's one of those things where the 76ers aren't set up for success, even the, even to have their players succeed, if you really think about it. There's no veteran leadership on that team. The the head coach doesn't seem to be asking them to perform at yeah, at an NBA they're, level, they're at an NBA, NBA level, level. from a defensive more so, standpoint, at all, it's just more so they're going through the motions and let me teach you all. Let let's let you learn all these bad habits that eventually we're going to have to break once we get solid NBA talent on this roster. And it's not to say that they did not have solid NBA talent. They've given all their solid NBA talent away, mm-hmm. which is their own fault. And I think they think that their way is a quicker way to be sustainable for a long time, but also you're, you're alienating a fan base and you're alienating your star players at the the same time, because look at, they, they drafted Nerlens Noel, they drafted um, Embiid and they got Okafor. I mean, yeah, Embiid hasn't have- played a game yet and he's about 750 pounds last we checked. He's yeah. not working out. He's not eating healthy. He's not doing anything. He's just there collecting a check. And, and being a, a Twitter Twitter king. He is a Twitter king, man. One of the best followers on Twitter. Well, and then you add to that that they still have sorry that is stashed overseas. He should be there next year. But, mm-hmm. you know, you get into a, a losing culture. And a losing culture can destroy a talent um, to the fact that, as you said earlier, they learn bad habits, but then they become lapidatical. And sometimes they lose that complete edge that really that will to win. And once that's gone, that's a that's going to take a special situation for him to get it back. You know, so they need to be playing with some purpose. 
and the organization has to have more purpose than like we're just going to stockpile talent and one day we'll just have will be good you know you take that in comparison to the flip saunders approach where he too has a lot of young talent but he went out there and he has Tayshaun, they went in and acquired Tayshaun Prince and Kevin Garnett to go and, uh, men, and, and uh, Andre Miller and, and Andre. Andre Miller, who's older than everybody put together. Like <laughs> you, they they went out and got people to teach them how to be professionals without paying them. You know what I mean? And you can only learn that from a other player. And to have such a story career like KG, such a long above average career as Andre Miller and Tayshaun Prince, a two time NBA champion. You you kind of create that championship culture, people who are used to winning. That's and, true. And, and I mean, we go back to, to to Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell was there when KG was coming up, and, and Sam Mitchell taught KG how to be a professional. So I was reading an article that uh, who wrote it on ESPN about KG and him actually accepting his role of being a mentor and coming there and wanting to actually teach these kids how to be professionals how they're supposed to act and practice and everything else. And I think it was Doris Burke. It was on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. But it was an excellent article. It was an excellent read. You should check it out. Um, but that's one of the things that the 76ers lack. And that's one thing that every young team needs in order to progress. I mean, look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They really didn't have uh, last season a lot of veteran presence. But the changing of head coach coaches from them from uh larry drew to jason kidd jason kidd was that veteran presence for them he taught them how to be professionals because he just finished playing basketball and it was like okay i have to coach but also i have to come in and show these kids how you're supposed to prepare and what you're supposed to do now he's had a few bumps in the road as a coach but you can see his team is actually performing a lot better they're a little they're underperforming a little bit this season but you know they they are growing as as young players should be doing. They're progressing at on on a steady cur- upward curve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not just an AAU team out there in NBA uniforms. No, they're uh, not. So, yeah, like that's I think. But we have to look at the history here. You know, I know you did some research on some uh, some prime talents that get just absolutely torched in a losing culture. You know, you look at franchises that are historically bad year in year out like your your pre Chris Paul Clippers your mm-hmm. your old school Dallas Mavericks before Mark Cuban got there you know you you your got present day Sacramento Kings your present day Sacramento Kings your your yeah. Charlotte Horn, your your Bobcats Hornets whatever they whatever been. Bobcats Hornets uh Pelicans well, they, well not not Pelicans because Chris Paul was there and they were actually good when they were Pelicans no, I, I don't. I don't want. No, you mean the Hornets? The Hornets, Orleans? yes, what, yes, yeah. New Orleans, yes. Yeah. But like, I won't. I I really like all those points. But before we go on, I have to really, you really have to take out the Bobcats because they just drafted horribly every year. It's never, never. They never had a supreme talent and kind of ruined it with losing culture. They reached for an average talent, and that's because of, that's why they're bad. You know what I mean? It's like they consistently reach for average talent. 
I mean, <laughs> and they're still doing it to this day. I think yeah. that's a Michael Jordan trait. Yeah. So I think his... he thinks he can make average talent become great talent yeah, or above it... average talent. I don't it... know what he's doing. Yeah, I, don't, so I, I don't get it. Everybody else is definitely one of those, you know, you get in those losing cultures for no reason. You know, you got all the talent, you just waste it. You know, that's true. You think about your, your Derek Coleman's, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Odom, you know what I mean? Like Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon, Thomas Robinson comes to mind too. Thomas Robinson was a good talent. And now he's just, I don't even think it was, it was a losing culture. He got to, it's just, he got in the NBA. I don't, I don't know if we can include him in that. But it's just one of those things. What about you know who I was he looking at? Knew his place. Yeah. What about Demarcus Cousins, dude? And I think that is the like that is what Jaleel can be if he continues down this path. Demarcus Cousins is you can is have all the talent, talent in the world, but do I think I'm gonna win a championship with you? No. Are you. This is the thing. Demarcus Cousins is still. Um, he, he, you, you could still win a championship around him, but you have to change. You have to, he has to get out of Sacramento. Like he has to go. He has to be, he has to force his way out if he ever wants to realize his full potential and what he can be as a player. Like it, he reminds me so much. He's on that course. He's on that Derek Coleman course right now. Yeah. It's like, well, you're going to put up your numbers, but you're never going to win anything. You're never going to be that player that everybody thought you were going to be coming out of high school, coming out of college, you know, because they're they're similar. They have the same. They had attitude problems, things like that. And then, you know, it's just falling off. Well, yeah, because like and you look at Jaleel, you look at someone who started out the year. He was averaging over 18 points a game, over eight boards. Like this is a solid, solid rookie season. He's looking like better than I projected him as. It's like, okay. I see him as he's just Al Jefferson, but seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to see more, and he was playing more defense the first five to seven games than he is now, you know, mm-hmm. and then he's getting in trouble. And that losing culture, he's lashed out at the community. He's going 108 on the freeway. He's he's crying out for attention. You know, he you got is. a seven-footer because of a losing culture and you but he still but you have to think about this he's still a kid he's not even he's not even legal yet he can't drink legally or anything not to say he doesn't you need to tell him that but Don't you, tell me tell him but at the same time he he has nobody to teach him how to be a professional he has nobody to tell him like Jalil, you shouldn't like when you go out don't listen to people because people are going to antagonize you to try to take your money they're not antagonizing you because you know they they're genuine fans and they think that you're really a bad player. They're antagonizing you because, you know, they're out there trying to make sure that, Hey, if he hits me, I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that money. They're trying to get paid. Yeah. And, and, but as I said, you know, you can't learn these things from the assistant that the league, you know, throws at you. Now they don't do that. Uh, what you have to be focused on as you have to, they need to make a trade in a trade now. You know, Ooh. I don't, you know, I, Philly? Philly does. They have to Philly's make a trade. Not, I'm telling you, Philly's they, not trading. They, they won't do this, but like they're going to this whole Sam Hinkle, hint Sam Hinkie plan about acquiring this did not factor in 
like this inherent risk of creating a losing culture and losing that best talent, like the draw, it did not calculate for that at all. And they have to make a, a change because starting out 0 and 18, uh, you know, and 0 and 16 in consecutive years, you, as you say, you dis, uh, like you disenfranchised the fan base. No one wants to see you play. So even as you're going around, like you're a problem for other owners, your organization is a problem for other owners because they can't put asses in the seats on the nights that your team comes to our town. So there has to be something that because you see this time and time and again with this losing culture that the league needs to step in and legislate this out of the league. I mean, I don't know how you can legislate losing out of the league. Uh, You really can't. Um, Maybe have a higher cap minimum. I, I think I think that's one thing that could help is raising the 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 floor on on the salary cap on the salary cap because right now they, they they don't have that. That's what baseball did. Baseball did something like that where because they had teams like the Marlins and uh, the Rays who weren't spending money on talent, and so you know they raise they had to raise up that cap. Oh yeah. Um, but it it's just one of those things. I don't know if 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 the Sixers are going to be able to overcome this this culture that they, they this poisonous culture that they're breeding because that's what it is. And right now, Dario Saric has said he's going to come over, but does he really want to come over and have to play for a team like the Seventy Sixers where he knows they they are they aren't in the position to help him succeed. Yeah. And, and also you got to think like by them not trying this year, that sends one signal that is he really the man for this team? You know, does this team see him as the end all be all, or do they see like, he's thinking that they see me as a second fiddle anyway, they want to get Ben Simmons or, uh, you know, someone else, not to compliment me, but to supersede me. I mean, that's maybe something that he, he's thinking about, but I don't think that's his greatest concern right now. I think his greatest concern and his biggest concern, and you can hear it in, this, in the announcers, you can see it in the fans, is that these kids just want to win. And that's something that I think they have the control over, is their effort that they they extend on the court and that's something that the 76ers haven't done for as much as they want to win they aren't going out there and really putting forth the effort to try to win mm-hmm. yeah they've been close in some games but but i think they luck into that more so than actually putting forth the effort to do that they're catching teams that have you know bad nights against them but that's one thing that i would love to see change from the by from just the players on the 76ers. Yeah, you may be limited in in the type of players that you have, but that doesn't stop the amount of effort and hustle that you could put in on a nightly basis. Yeah. Well, you know, I do understand. I've watched a couple of their games. Their perimeter defense is on-ball defense is absolutely horrible. Outside Because they have no perimeter players. Outside of Nerlens Noel, no one plays defense on this team at all you know they're they're near the bottom of the league in points allowed per game you know they're not rebounding the ball exceptionally well 
They're, and if you're not rebounding the ball well, you're not closing out possessions on the defense, on the defensive end. They they have to try, but that might be scheme because the scheme that they run is a a very fast paced run, score some points, they have inf- the inf- inflate inflate your stats. So when I'm Sam Hinkie on the phone, I can say, well, this person's averaging this, this, and that. But this is the thing. Their pace, they have the eighth fastest pace in the NBA, but they have the worst offense in the NBA. Like that, that those two don't go hand in hand. And that's uh strictly based off of their 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 guard play. I mean, the, the only guard that they really have that's NBA caliber is Nick Stauskas. That's it. And he is cold. He's ice cold this year. Yeah, he has he, he's not shooting well, but that I mean, but how can you really shoot well when you're having to take contested shot after contested shot after contested shot because nobody else out there can, you know, create their own shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have absolutely no facilitation of an offense. So it's going to be a long season for Sixers fans. I don't envy them, uh, but there has to be a way that you see a guy as young and as talented as uh, Jaleel. You don't want him going down that path just because of the, his surroundings more so than anything. No, I agree. I mean, they they could act. You know, you could see them actually getting better when, say, uh, somebody like a Tony Roten uh, comes back from injury because he is injured, and that'll give them a lead guard, and it may help. Uh, it may help out. Yeah. Got but, yeah. I was just looking. The most tenured person on that squad, the seventy six squad, is Carl Landry from Purdue. Okay. Carl Landry's on that squad. Yeah, Carl Landry's on that squad. I did, I I have not seen Carl Landry. He's, Carl he's Landry's been, still in the league. Yeah, like, he's still in the league. He's been hurt. That's that's the biggest thing. So, you know that it, it's whatever. But um, a true professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he must not be. He, he is a true professional, but he's not. He doesn't exude enough professionalism to help those boys get their act together. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not listening. I'm, I'm telling you straight up, I'm not listening to Carl Landry. Carl Landry can't <laughs> come over to me and tell me. Like, hold on. What have you done for me to anything. listen to you? No, no, at all. So, uh, <laughs> what's up? All right, man. I know you got this thing for Paul George. You you mentioned it earlier today. You, we were talking, and you're like, uh, Paul George is being underappreciated right now. I I, I did mention that, man, because – Paul George is averaging over 30 points a game over his last seven games. Over the season, he's shooting just as well from the three-point line as he is inside the arc at 45%. Still solid on the free-throw line. Like, he's he's not getting any love, bro. Like, he's not getting any love for these numbers. If anybody else was putting up, you know, the numbers that PG is, like, putting up, they would get some pub. I think that injury, like, took him out of the spotlight, like, completely. I don't think it took him out of the spotlight. I just think that he's coming back. It, that it, the, when he got injured in, in the summer, uh, what was it, summer of 14, mm-hmm. that KD got injured as well, which led to the ascension of Russell Westbrook like the true ascension of Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. the, the Golden State Warriors becoming a team, the, the most fit. 
I don't want to say the most feared team in the NBA, but the, the most complete team in the NBA, it seems to be right now. And the ascension of Steph Curry. And then you still have LeBron James in the league. You have and the ascent. You have the ascension of Anthony Davis. You 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 have all of these factors going against him. It's not to say that Paul George is not a a great player because he is, but at the same time, he's still up against some stiff talent. I mean, when you really think about it, I, I sent you uh, a. I, I was on Basketball Reference, and I oh, sent yeah. you. I thought, yeah, I. I, I noticed I sent that. You that table and you know his season if you put it in perspective uh, historically nobody has really put up the, those numbers across the board altogether but at the same time you can make the case for almost every player that is above him that nobody is putting up these same numbers historically like nobody is doing what Steph Curry is doing as far as shooting wise and just overall Team wise, I mean, he has Steph Curry is leading the league in per, and it, and it's by a wide margin. Kevin Durant is still a phenomenal basketball player, and he's actually playing better than Paul George right now. Kawhi Leonard is up there. You got Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, excuse me. You got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. You got you have these players that are there. So it's it's a lot of people that are still needing to get their praise, and it's just Paul George hasn't gotten hit it hasn't the praise train hasn't gotten to Paul George's stop yet well you know I just wanted to kind of bring that a spotlight on that because when you look at someone that has such a vicious injury uh and when they said he may come back at some point last season and for him to come out the gate with 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 such fire I think I thought that would have been an easy story to get behind, but I do I do understand how uh, that that'll be more of an outside the lines piece than like you know something on like you know Sports Center Sunday conversation because there's as you say there's so many things that are very compelling outside of Paul George that there's just not enough time for everybody because you say. The Warriors may be the most feared. There's without a doubt that the Warriors, when the Warriors come into your house, dog, it's a show. You know, they're able to charge more for the Warriors games than they can charge for any other game throughout the year. It's a madhouse. And you want to take down that team. But, dude, they're, like, impregnable. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. And then going to your point about KD, I think he's, He's playing really well, but like, well, I'm, what? It's Russ's team, dog. I mean, like, it's like both, when I when both. I watch the games, I'm like, it's Russ's team. Katie and Russ have both said that they need each other to succeed, and they understand that, and they have that dynamic. It may be you may it may seem like Russ's team, but there's no Russ without KD and there's no KD without Russ. Yeah. Well, and I, and I do appreciate that. Like both of them bring two different kind of demeanors to the court. Uh, both of them are ice cold killers, but they just do it in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, Russ I agree. is of course all aggression and like KD has like a smoothness to his, you know, toughness, but, it's a lot more elegant, but they, I still, 
I still haven't seen any ball movement over there. I mean, that's one of it's. It, I think that's something that it's coming, but uh, it it it's slow. It it's been slow in progress because you know they have a new head coach with Billy Donovan, and Billy Donovan. Honestly, when you look at Florida over the past couple of seasons, they haven't had the best offense really, mm-hmm. and they, they those teams weren't high scoring teams. They weren't great ball movement teams as much as he like he would like to have preached that. It just didn't happen there. So, I mean, we're seeing that his transition to the NBA is going well because he has the talented players like Russ and Kevin. But he's still trying to figure out his rotation. He's trying to figure out who he should play, who he shouldn't play, how many minutes this person should play, if he if they should play. So it's it's still a work in progress. It's no different than Fred Horberg in um up in Chicago. So I wouldn't worry too much about. Uh, the Thunder, unless they lose K- uh, Russ or KD or both. And then that will be a real problem. And you can see Billy D bolt right back to the college basketball ranks. And if I was Billy D, I'd be somewhere sitting on the beach somewhere. Yeah. You know, I, but I mean, as far as Paul George, to get back to Paul George, man, yeah, I mean, he's, cool. he, he, he's, he's having his most efficient season thus far. Mm-hmm. And he, he's playing, he's a better offensive player. He's playing just as great as defense, and he's asked, and he's being asked to do a lot more because he's playing the four a lot more than say he has he's ever done in the past because he was usually going back and forth between the shooting guard and um, small forward position, and I think that's helped him with his efficiency because now he's getting mashed up on people that really can't guard him, and he can expose that and use his quickness. Um, to his advantage, and he's able to play play them on the defensive end because that year off, he's gained a little, he's he's gained some weight, and he's a little bit bigger and more physical um, as a defender. So you know that that is something that can help, and it doesn't hurt that he has a good head coach in Frank Vogel. Yeah, yeah, and who can who can hide his defensive liabilities with with people with a little bit more girth at the four, but with the league being the lead that it is now it's not that's not a big of a as big of a deal because he will he was actually you know protesting the fact that he was going to be playing a lot of the four and we're seeing a better paul george as a result of something yeah and so that means he went ahead and he bought in and he's and he's going all out and and it's just been overlooked from a statistical standpoint from from a cover standpoint, but I think he's playing some of his best ball. He's clearly the leader of that team, and they're by the end of the year, you never know if they, you know, if they'll be in the thick of it in the East as far as a person that people just don't want to play because you have to play Paul George. I mean, I think that's the case currently because they have Monte Monte Ellis on the wing. He he's not allowed to touch the ball as much, so he's not as much as a liability as he's normally been um, as far as turnover-wise. And then, you know, they still have those same defensive principles, and they're actually faster now as a team because they've gotten rid of the, of the plotters that they had at the four and five with David West and Roy Hibbert. So it's allowed them to speed up the game, their game a little bit more. And I mean, it's 
it's evident in the record right now. They have the second best record in the Eastern Conference. Um, and you can see that they are playing better. They're they're they actually are the 12th best. They they've scored 12 most points in the league and they play at the 10th fastest pace. And yeah. they still the have Indiana that. Pacers. The yeah. Indiana Pacers. Like, you know. And yeah. they only and they have the number two defensive rating and the number four in opponents' points per game. And, I mean, if they can keep that up, then, of course, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, not only in the East, but as far as the uh, championship is concerned, if they can keep up this this for for, for the rest of the, the season. Yeah. I mean, if I just look at the, the roster of the Pacers – I mean, they may be able to match up with that five-out system that the um, Golden State Warriors run because they could put Paul George on the, um, on Draymond Green, Green and they can match up Monte Ellis and George Hill on, on at the uh, at the one and two, and they can bring somebody else in. I don't know, maybe a Rodney Stuckey to go out there and and guard a. Um, uh, the, uh, Harrison Barnes or Andre Iguodala, and then you know you got Chase Budinger or somebody else. I was gonna say like, yeah, send Chase out there. Chase can, and Chase isn't playing bad this year actually. Uh, I mean, he's healthy. Yeah, that's always been Chase's problem. He's, he hasn't been healthy. It's not as though the boy couldn't play basketball. He just wasn't healthy. Oh, and let me not forget, they still got CJ Miles out there that they can run. So I mean, oh yeah, the Splash Brothers of the East. How did you forget the other Splash Brother of the East? (laughs) But I mean, they they can play good. They'll be able to play good defense. You know, they are going to play good defense, and they could be able to match up with them. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that, but that I mean, that's something that I would I would look at. Uh, Let's see, do they play? Do the do the Pacers play the um, Warriors? Oh yes, they do. They play them next Tuesday. Oh really? So that'll uh, be pretty interesting to see. And see if Frank, Frank, I know Frank has been thinking about that because that'd be great to see if it, if it, that could work out. Yeah, but it, I don't want that train coming into town. I'm I'm glad that uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just rough, man. Like just thinking about how nasty. Every time I watch. The Warriors, they're playing a different game. I say it every time I watch them. They're playing a completely different game. Uh, but it's good that you see the league are, are following them because if you can have Indiana like running at this kind of pace, you know, Houston's I mean, been running at this pace for a couple years. But, but Houston is so trash right now, man. Let's not even talk about Houston. They are trash. Like Houston is has to have one of the most toxic – uh locker rooms there is right now oh yo for sure for sure like you got james harden who's all about me and it, and his stories are starting to come out how that's why he really got traded away from the thunder because he wasn't about that team life he was all about let, let me see what james harden can do and you're seeing that come to fruition you have a dwight howard who is still a good basketball player and is just like, screw it. I don't even feel like playing anymore. You went and got yeah. Ty Lawson, and Ty Lawson is now because BJ, uh, what, J, uh, the bigger staff boy is coaching. It's been riding the pine, and they've gone back to Patrick Beverly because they need some resemblance of defense out there, and it's just not working out. Oh, yeah. I can see Daryl Moore, Moore blowing this squad up. Just be like, you know what? What do you want to give me for James Harden? Let me just, Moore, they, to tell you the truth, man, I fired Darren Moore. 
because like you were so doggone smart. You you put all these compost combustible pieces together, and guess what? It blew up. Who would have thought? You know what I mean? Like if you couldn't have the foresight to know that you're the leader on your basketball team was not a person that could could rally and get this the rest of these you know these these really like energized but like can be bad people like to come together as one because who's gonna do that they don't have that kind of leader to that calming like force the kg the COVID. they don't have that the lebron the you know you just do not have that common voice to get all these people to get on the same page too many agendas i agree I mean, I agree. I mean, it, it's just one of the things that they're going to have to to fix. And I don't know if that's going to be fixed this season or if it's going to, you know, be something that they're going to have to do some uh, trading to, to actually, you know, correct, correct this problem. But if they do have to trade some players, I can see the Houston Rockets being bad for a little while, man. Oh, for for a good while they're gonna go into the dungeon uh, because it it has to come up. But this this end, the Sixers are up by six in the fourth quarter. Yeah, not gonna happen. They're, they're still gonna, gonna lose. lose. Still gonna lose. They'll, They'll find a way. Them. They will find a way. I mean, as long as Kobe Bryant is still playing, the Sixers will lose. Oh man. <laughs> So uh, before we go, I know this is off topic. This this has nothing to do with basketball. But how do you feel about this dab movement? Uh, The dab movement, there's something behind this dab, bro. You need to be, like, aware of the force of that B, brother. You know what I mean? Come on, conspiracy, brother. Cam out there, he's making this. Like, they made a big spectacle about this. Someone called, like, wrote in a letter. The, the, the lady, lady yeah, from about. a high-powered PR firm, mind you. And, like, you know, you remember the old, like, helping uh, the health secretary, Kathleen Savillas? Like, she used to call people out for not coughing into their elbow on the podium. So I think this is the most well-orchestrated government program ever devised off for public health. It's up there. It's up there with, like, Polio vaccine. Least, really? Least, is that well controlled? <laughs> Hold on. At you just, did you just compare the dab to the polio, the, the creation of the polio vaccine? Yeah. yeah, man. You know what? You're preventing colds, bro. It could, You're preventing it, the spread like, of disease. Lives could be okay. saved. Lies could say I'm gonna yeah. say, I'm gonna tell you this. The dab has been the dab was around <laughs> long before Cam Newton, before any of these cats were we're going because they had to start somewhere and i can remember people they cat like cats dabbing uh a long time before it actually became before people knew what it was called like in the end zone okay in uh, during football that that's what they would do i know we just went totally different sports on y'all I, 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 but yeah. you know in the nba they don't that's not one of those things they do in the nba they don't you know they can't dance after they 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 dunk on somebody. They try to, but then they it's a four on five break. That would be <laughs> hilarious, dog. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> like if they, but like it would get old really quickly. But for like 
Yeah. That was, no, <laughs> man. It makes it like Rucker Park like a, style. <laughs> you know, after a big yeah. the crowd just goes crazy, and then you just get out there and do your Harlem shake or whatever, <laughs> and then you go back and ref, ref pull the starts to play again. Uh, you can have you have okay. old boy on the court. Oh, oh he. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gonna have a sponsor problem as soon as that happens. It's like, hold on, this is the when when I know this. I'm yeah. out. I yeah, can't be I'm associated out. with this. Uh, yeah, man. All right, man. Well, yeah, uh, I think um, that's it. Unless you got anything else. Nah, man. I'm I'm good. I'm actually you know watching this uh, Timberwolves game right now. About to get heavy into it. Yeah. Well. As you can see, that's our um, that's a random discourse, uh, our basketball conversation, numero dos. Yeah, I'm bilingual. Uh, <laughs> um, appreciate everybody for tuning in. I, I really do. Uh, you can find us on. You can find this if you're watching live. We're on. We're on SoundCloud. Go go to SoundCloud. Search random discourse. And <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like I'm, I'm sitting here trying to close out the show, and all I see is what are you doing? I'm sign language in my dog. You know what I mean? We're speaking right now. Man, you know what I mean? let Dex. Dex can talk. Dex know what's going on. Dex is cool with me. Yeah. But Dex, Dex, Dex respects the podcast. Like, but yeah, you. Yeah. If, you find us on SoundCloud, search random discourse, follow us. Um, we're on iTunes as well. Go ahead and grab it. Uh, and subscribe. Tell a friend. And subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend that this is one of the best podcasts there is. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Well, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool, man.